Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Now, we've been producing... Uh, quite a bit of LeBron content and we've for whatever reason annoyed some people and some people are now doing the thing that they normally do start counting oh you did one video three out of four videos five out of six videos eight out of seven eight out of nine videos and my question is when did we you and I start agreeing that you guys can tell me what to produce or question what I produce like as if what do you guys do I have some agreement with you guys? What do I have to check with you guys before we produce whatever we want? If we want to talk about LeBron for net, for the rest of the month, we can do that. It's our channel. So people asking us this question is like, what? We, you, okay, it's enough. You're not allowed to talk about this guy. Again, another way to try to silence people, control people, try to control what they can say. None of that's happened. If we want to talk about LeBron for the next 10 days, that's exactly what we're, we're going to do. It's our channel, right? So I don't remember the last time when we started Dreamers Pro seeing any of you guys there to for me to be come, feeling like I got to come in and check in with you guys before we produce what we want to produce. You're acting like as if someone is forcing you to watch the content. This is the part I don't understand. You can't stand the content. You can't stand what we're saying. Then why are you watching? Who's forcing you? It's like going to a restaurant eating food you don't enjoy, but then going there every day to complain about the food you don't enjoy and then paying to eat the food. I don't get it. But anyway, um, we have another video because I'm not done with my thoughts. <laughs> like when I'm done, then I'm done and I'll move on to the next topic. But uh, anyway, you guys know uh, Rich Paul made a lot of noise over the last few days by things that he said. And the irony in all of this, and I said it in yesterday's show, and I'm going to reiterate it here today. Y'all are acting like as if somebody's picking on LeBron. Rich Paul, the agent of LeBron, went out there and started saying things about Michael Jordan and saying all of these different. It was him that said it. It wasn't Michael Jordan. It wasn't me. He went out there and started saying things. Now, if people want to react to it, it's their right. Or he should just talk and no one has a right to critique, uh, you know, give their opinion uh, on what he had to say. It's, it's unbelievable to me. They're acting like as if somebody's picking on them when they're the ones themselves that went out there and started talking. You can't say, oh, this debate, this GOAT debate. Again, another GOAT debate. The guy chose number 23. He wrote the chosen one on his body and then made it clear that he wants to go after MJ. Then in 2016, called himself, which was extremely tacky, goes out there and calls himself the greatest player of all time, knowing that people were going to react to it. And then when people react to it, you're like, oh, my God, I'm being scrutinized. I'm being picked on. Give me a break with this nonsense already. And it seems like I'm not the only one that's becoming nauseated and getting nauseated with this thing. For whatever reason, I've said it in shows before, and I'm going to say it again. Last time I checked LeBron James's net worth, LeBron is worth over a billion dollars. A billion freaking dollars. The guy makes millions of dollars every single month. You're, um, you're, you're mega rich. You have all of these people that support you. You have, I think, what, 
maybe 100 million followers across all of your social media platforms. And still with all of that, there's this flagrant level or alarming level of insecurity, which I, I just really don't understand that. I remember Kobe when he, I think he retired and he's like, hey, what do you think about uh, when people rank you here? Where you rank you? It's like people going to have their opinions, man. That's for them to do. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and get caught up in that because I'm comfortable in who I am. Like, I know who I am. So people are going to be doing all of these different things. That's them. But it's not going to knock me off my stride. I'm freaking Kobe Bryant. But for whatever reason, these guys, I don't understand where this insecurity is coming from. And it seems like I'm not the only one that feels this way. Just yesterday, I came across a clip. Um, uh, What is it from Steven Jackson, who's very outspoken. Steven Jackson, former NBA player, uh, co-host of the um, All The Smoke podcast. You all know who he is. And he was discussing this very thing. He was alluding to Rich Paul. He was alluding to, alluding to LeBron like, yo, bro, you're this, you're mega rich on top of the world. And still there's all this insecurity. And even Steven Jackson himself seems to be totally confounded by all of this. So what we want to do is want to play what uh, Steven Jackson had to say. It's a very short clip. And then we're going to come back and give you guys our thoughts. Take a listen to what Steven Jackson had to say there. More in the world. Hey, the quickest sign of you not being confident in yourself is being a yes man, right? Don't be a yes man. Just because people, somebody got money doesn't make them right, right? Even with my opinions, I know I may not be right all the time, but I stand on my opinions. And it's gonna have to be somebody that I respect and I respect their knowledge for them to correct me. But don't be a yes man. That is the weakest individual on the planet because they don't have an opinion about nothing. They just doing everything they can to benefit from whoever they're trying to benefit from. They're not gonna say what's best for that person. They're not gonna say what they what these people need to hear. They're just gonna be a yes man so they can benefit from this person. That's not real love and that's not genuine support. So stay away from yes men and don't be around yes men, bro. I've honestly never seen people who got so much going on for them who got the world at their fingertips play victim so goddamn much, man. That shit drives me crazy. The shit who got the most going on complain the most. But that goes to show y'all ain't come from no type of struggle. The ones that really struggle ain't complaining about getting out their life and seeing a better life. Ain't nobody complaining. How can you be at the top, the top and still complaining about what people that don't matter say? That's crazy. Like you, you can't be bigger than life and still be so insecure, bro. Excuse me. Like, be confident in yourself. Why do you care what people think or people say? When you at the top of the world. I'm nowhere close to that. But I can care less than what nobody say. I'm straight. So you heard what Steven Jackson had to say. Even Steven Jackson is confused by all of this. He's confused by it. And I'm confused. Really, I am. I am I am really, really confused. Here's another reason why this thing is 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 uh is just disturbing. I'll give you guys an example of what I mean. Here's a here's the practical application of what I'm discussing, what I'm talking about. If you scour through the internet, whether it's on Google, whether it's on YouTube, 
if you search basketball topics, predominantly on all of these basketball-centric websites that publish articles, a lot of them publish a lot of positive things about LeBron James. This is the vast majority of them, starting from ESPN all the way down. If you go on YouTube and you search LeBron and look for people discussing LeBron James, whether if it's people in big media or independent creators, there are a lot of people that have a lot of nice things to say about him and a lot of people that actually support him. Some are independent creators. Some are people that are working with corporate uh, uh, media. A lot of that, like a lot of that goes on. A lot. And I'm not going to list all of these different outlets, but they're there and you guys know all of them. And I think they're the overwhelming majority that actually cover LeBron. I think these guys are saying positive things about him, especially when it comes to these news publications. But then you have other people out there like myself, maybe like Too Raw for TV and others, Too Raw for Sports, excuse me, and others that have a counter view to some of the views that they have. Now, we have some people that share the same view as myself who are towards the you know the further end of the spectrum who have very very strong views and then you have myself and then you have people that are right of me and then you have us and the issue seems to be this the issue is not with the people saying nice things the issue is with the people saying negative things and to me what i don't understand is all of these people saying these positive things writing these positive things that ain't enough that ain't enough. Do we all have to share the same worldview as it pertains to LeBron? Is that what you're telling me? Number one. Number two, don't you want to counter counterbalance? You just want it to be positive, 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 positive things about this said person. Is that what it is? Is that how it operates within LeBron's camp? Because to me, for the simple fact that Stephen A. Smith when he disclosed the conversation he had with Rich Paul, where he said, I have LeBron ranked number two all time. And he says, that's disrespectful. That proves to me that that is one insecure lot. It is one insecure lot. Do you know why? Because he's taking offense to what one person has to say, or maybe he was upset at the fact that one prominent voice that could influence a lot of people out there is taking this position and therefore their intended outcome won't be achieved, which is problematic because now it's like you don't want people to have their own point of view. You want them to have your point of view. That's like some dictator, dictator nonsense. And to me, the question I keep asking myself is, what is all of this about? What is all of this about? There are people that are that are anti Kobe Bryant. You pull up the video of me anywhere on this channel in the 2000 plus videos of me cussing somebody out because they don't like Kobe Bryant. Cursing them, saying, calling them names and abusing. When did that ever happen? When did that ever happen? It never happened. It never happened. People talk. I disagree with them. Sometimes I stay. I take strong positions but it never crosses the line into disrespect and call that's the yo that's first of all i'm a grown-ass man i'm in my mid-30s there's some jackass out there 
telling me. Imagine this dude opens up a live members only. You got dudes in the comment section beating a meat to this dude. This dude will even tell you my age. I never even met this dude. I've never even I've never even seen a picture of this dude's full face. I've never seen this dude nowhere in my life. He's telling me what, how old I am, when I was born, and all of this stuff. This is where we at with it. So to me, I think Steven Jackson is 100% on the money. This is becoming nauseating. And if somebody has a different opinion from you, it doesn't give you a license to go out there and start whining and crying all over the place. Because to me, it sounds like a bunch of whining and moaning and complaining. It's like you guys cannot handle other people's opinions but you guys want people to accept your views that's crazy to me it's crazy and i'm not coming off of this position y'all gotta chill with that you say oh i'm a hater you what are you then you're a lover you in love with this dude for as much as you've seen me defend michael jordan defend kobe bryant have you ever seen me post a picture of my bedroom with kobe bryant bed sheets or Michael Jordan, one of your biggest supporters on TV has done that. And it asked the question, is this too much? You dudes are taking it into the weirdo realm. The weirdo realm is where you guys are heading into. You calling dudes your daddy, I mean your king and all of that. You dudes are taking it. Y'all are worshiping this dude. And it's weird. It's really weird. Some of y'all need to check y'all. Y'all worship this dude. It's some really weirdo stuff. I'm just keeping it a buck. Especially you dudes over 25, 30. Get a life. Get a life. You should be more invested in your family than invested in some dude that doesn't give a damn about you. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. We got a pretty interesting one that we want to get into, uh, and I think we, I think this is going to be a bit uh, quite a quite informative uh, show. So, as you guys know, ESPN has been going through some changes over the last few months. A few months ago, they let they they fired or they let go of a lot of front facing staff, a lot of people that we know, like Jalen Rose, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, uh, uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Um, Max Kellerman and so many others, right? And it really sent a shock through the, through the system. And some of those people have now been picked up by FS1, as you've seen that. But in the midst of all of that, there's been this discussion around ESPN, which is the company um, is bleeding subscribers. At one point, they had about they had over 100 million uh, ESPN subscribers, and now that number is towards 70, 60 million, or something like that. So they're lo losing about three million per annum. And various people have kind of come out. And given their synopsis as to why that's taking place, some people say it's political. Some people say it's other reasons, whatever. We've gone back and forth about this. We've produced uh, numerous shows about this. So what happened? About a week or so ago, um, a story came out, right? A story came out surrounding something that took place at ESPN, a dispute uh, that they had with the company Spectrum, right? Spectrum, which supplies a lot of uh, channels. And apparently the, the report was this, about 15 million people who use spectrum who are subscribed to espn lost service 
Now, when we produced that show, some people, the skeptics, of course, said, oh, well, this is no big deal. This happens all the time. Uh, a cable disputes, you know, it's something that happens from time to time, but it's no real big deal, right? It's no real big deal. And we did a live about that. Some people try to minimize the impact of what it was, what was taking place. And I was like, are these people confused? At the time, I was thinking to myself, are these people confused? I'm, I'm lost. You lose about 15%, 15 per 20% of your customer base and you're talking about is no big deal. What, 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 where, where are y'all living at? At one point, ESPN had 100 million subscribers. Then they dropped to 70 million. Then you lose an additional 15 million and it's really no big deal. So now they're about 55 million, 15 million people don't, can't receive service. And it's oh, no big deal because, well, who cares? Just multiply the 15 million times the amount of money they pay every month. And that's nothing. Okay, so what? They're losing $450 million a month. Who really cares? It's no big deal. The idiots in the back trying to minimize everything. Oh, no, no. Who cares? Only 450. 450 million. I mean, what's the big deal? People lose 450 million, half a billion dollars every month all the time. That's what they try to do. They try to minimize it like it was nothing. So what happened yesterday? I came across a show from Jason Whitlock, and let me just state this out um, from 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 the onset. This is not about Jason Whitlock's political leanings. This is not what this is about. If you feel one way or the other, I don't care. I'm talking about what he's talking about as it pertains to this news. I'm not talking about his political views. That is not what I'm discussing. Please let's stay on topic. Jason William, uh, uh, yeah, um, Jason Whitlock, excuse me, was discussing some of the things uh, that's taking place as it pertains to this news. And he was discussing the severity of what's taking place. And he himself was saying he's surprised that this isn't making more news. And the reason I'm valuing his position on this is because this is someone that used to work on television. So he really knows how things work uh, behind the curtain. So what we want to do is want to play exactly uh, what uh, Jason Whitlock had to say here. I think he gave some pretty interesting insight. And then we're going to come back and continue on with the show. Take a listen to what he had to say here. There's a dispute. And right now you can't get ESPN, ABC, or any of the Disney channels on Charter Spectrum. This is affecting about 15 million uh, people. A lot of sports fans shocked over the weekend uh, when they couldn't get, when football kicked off, when the U.S. Open's going and you can't get ESPN if you're a Charter Spectrum uh, uh, user. And Charter Spectrum is, I believe, uh, the second largest cable provider in the United States. This dispute over carriage fees, over the, the $10 a month that everybody pays to ESPN, whether they're a sports fan or not, Charter Spectrum is basically saying, Cable news is over, the bundle is over, the, the whole model does not work. There have been many stories written about this. This started late last week, again, or it came to a head late last week, and things seem to be escalating and escalating and escalating as this thing's not getting settled. And now we're headed, we're just a few days away from Thursday, the NFL season kicks off on NBC. It kicks off on ESPN on Monday with Monday Night Football involving the New York Jets. That's a large market, has plenty of charter spectrum users. If there is no Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets in that New York market, that's a major problem. But beyond all of that, 
And, and this is why I, I want to talk about it. Just the, the feud and the dispute and the possible demise of just cable TV as a whole is fascinating. For those of us that are sports fans, the potential collapse of ESPN. Many people are writing about this. This Charter Spectrum deal could impact deals ESPN has with other cable providers and could lead to the collapse of ESPN. This isn't hyperbole. These are respected people at major uh, news organizations and outlets and uh, newspapers from the Wall Street Journal. Everybody's writing about like, hey, this could legitimately destroy ESPN. ESPN. Disney is trying to offshoot or get rid of ESPN or partner with the NBA or the NFL. ESPN is out over its skis. It's no longer a cash cow. If, if cable providers follow Charter Spectrum's uh, lead here and start playing hardball, and because let's say, we'll just use a round number, a thousand people have Charter Spectrum. Of that thousand, maybe 200 of that thousand are sports fans that want ESPN. The other 800 people are paying that $10 for ESPN and they never use it, don't have an interest in it, don't want it. ESPN's been getting away with murder for decades. And that's what made them all powerful. And that's what also has fueled the rest of the American sports leagues. ESPN and the deals they cut with the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball is all powered and fueled by this grift they've been getting away with for decades. This is a major story that I'm not sure, uh, again, ESPN's not going to be the worldwide leader in this coverage. They don't want you to know what's going on. They don't want you to realize how desperate they are. So you heard what Jason Whitlock had to say there, that he's surprised uh, that more people aren't discussing this. Do people really understand the severity of what's going on here? And what I want to do is I want to give you guys some more information about this. I want to quickly read from Variety.com when the information was initially published. This is on August 31st. Let me just read a little bit what this article has to say. It says ESPN, ABC and more Disney owned channels go dark on charter spectrum amid carriage fight. ESPN, ABC, Disney Channel, and other outlets owned by Disney Company have gone dark on Charter Spectrum cable system, which serves nearly 15 million subscribers in New York, Los Angeles, and other major markets. Disney channels were pulled off of Charter Systems on Thursday afternoon about 5 p.m. after the sides failed to reach an agreement on a new carriage pack. More than 25 networks are affected, including ABC-owned television stations, Freedom Form, FX, and National Geographic. The blackout began during the highly anticipated match between Carlos uh, Alcaraz and Lloyd Harris at the U.S. Open, which ESPN had been broadcasting. The timing couldn't have been worse for college football fans coming off of coming on the opening weekend of the season. ESPN has a broad slate of college games set for Thursday. Uh, and Saturday spectrum customers were eager to watch Thursday night anticipated meeting of University of Florida's uh, Gators and University of Utah's UT's game on ESPN were solely disappointed to find a slate card uh, from charter declaring that 
that is fight to keep costs down and attempting to reach a fair deal with Disney, which is trying to limit our ability to provide greater customer choice in programming, as the company stated. But the ESPN blackout came without the usual buildup of warnings on air and in the media coverage about a possible contract blow up in the in the offing that led to some irate reactions posted on social media and a bunch of other people had to say a bunch of different things about that. So that's essentially what that article had to say there about this news. I'm just going to say this. Whenever you lose customers, it's a problem. Anybody telling you that, oh, you're losing customers now is no real big deal. It's probably somebody that's not in business. For you to say that a company is losing $400 million a month, it's no big deal. It shows that uh, you have no idea what the hell is because it's not your money. That's why, oh, it's no big deal. If you have been following what's been happening with Disney and ESPN and you juxtapose that or rather you combine it with this news here, you will know that this is serious. This is a serious matter. The new the new sports leagues contracts that are coming up. The NBA is going to be requesting 75 billion from what I heard from 20 up, up from 25 billion. And if you're not able to pay to carry these games you're going to lose a substantial amount of your customers. And for people to just dismiss this, like, oh, it's no big deal, seems like people that are in total denial. The situation is so serious that Stephen A. Smith, and I saw this yesterday, went out on his social media page and actually made a post trying to uh, prompt some of ESPN viewers to opt for other choices. Stephen A. Smith did that. Or you think he did that because it doesn't really matter or you think he did that all on his own get a grip this is serious news and i'm going to be very interested to see how this thing plays out over the coming days now if you're enjoying this show be sure to follow us on facebook at dreamers pro official instagram at dreamers pro and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show now let's continue to the next segment first of all few months ago or maybe a, over a year ago people that didn't like our content try to minimize us to oh well these guys are reaction channel all they talk about is what other people talk about which i thought was pretty much news that's pretty much how the news works you're constantly reacting to what people what things people do and things people say in politics and sports that's what i thought but since they couldn't outright say you're trash they say okay he's not trash but you're using some kind of crutch to get to um uh, to to grow your channel. It's always some type of trick. It's not that you work hard and you dedicate yourself to year. No, 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 no. That, that can't be it. It's, it's a trick. They tried that. They said it's, it's always a trick, right? And the irony is now, now that we see bigger names that are uh, corporate sports media now coming into the independent space, what you now see is various people going back and forth talking about each other. What am I discussing? What am I referring to? I'm referring to Stephen A. Smith and Dan Lebertard. As you guys know, Stephen A. Smith is currently employed at ESPN, but he has his own podcast. And then you have Dan Lebertard, who used to be uh, at ESPN that has his own show. And I think he's partnered with DraftKings, if I'm not mistaken. I think he, I think they inked about a $50 million deal last time I checked, last time I read upon their um uh, the deal that they that they signed, right? So Dan Lebertard now being in the independent space, quote unquote, he's been critical of some of the things that have been taking place within the sports uh, world. He's not proud of the way things have been going. He doesn't like the fact that um, sports media is essentially degenerating into one big WWE wrestling match. 
And a few months ago, he had Stephen A. Smith on his show. Yes, Stephen A. Smith went on his show. And while they were talking, Dan Lebitar said to Stephen A. Smith's face, he said, I don't like what you and Skip Bayless have done to the sports media landscape. I feel like you guys are making things worse. To be fair to Stephen A. Smith, the moment he said that, he immediately pushed back on him on his show. Ever since that discussion that these two gentlemen had, they've been having back and forths in the media. So what happened? Yesterday, when I was wrapping up uh, from work, I came across a live that was being um, published on Stephen A. Smith's channel where it was him and Dan Lebitard actually airing out each other, airing out their grievances to one another. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. But I didn't get a chance to watch it in its entirety. So today, this morning, when I woke up, I decided to go through it to see what they were discussing. And um, it was a very, very interesting, nuanced debate. But uh, Dan Lebitard did not back up from his original position, which is he feels like Stephen A. Smith's, the Skip Baylesses of the world, are the guys that are making sports media worse. And when he had an opportunity opportunity to talk to Stephen A. Smith face to face, he did not uh, back down. But before we even get into that conversation, this video is brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Factor Meals, America's number one ready to eat meal kit. If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store, pick out fresh ingredients, and come back home and cook healthy, delicious meals. Sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that, which isn't really ideal. And this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with Factor Meals. Factor Meals is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. You can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals. Every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by Factor Meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality. Your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes, then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy. So for example, this week, I think I'm gonna go with the Italian herb chicken. What I love is that under every single meal, you can see if it's a calorie conscious option. For example, this meal I just chose is a dietitian approved calorie smart meal, which is around 550 calories or less per serving, and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. So if you want to give it a try, click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com slash dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off. And remember, when you try Factor Meals by using the link in the description below, remember that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is we want to get into this, get into the exchange between these two gentlemen. I think it's quite nuanced. So I want you guys to pay attention to some of the points that they brought up and then we're going to come back and continue on with the show. Take a listen to that there. The floor is yours, Dan Lebitard. Talk to me about what's been on your mind and as it pertains to this industry, to people like myself and Skip and the folks we have spawned. What's the whole issue with you, Dan Lebitard, as it pertains to this industry right now? Let me start by saying, Stephen A., because it feels like there have been some instances where you have felt insulted, and I don't get to decide what's insulting for you, but I mean no insult because I want your audience to know as we get started here. It doesn't just merely go back to the parking lot and the spectrum 30 years ago that yeah. I know you. My admiration for you runs deep, not just because you're the hardest worker in the business, because you stay hungry, hungry, you're a conqueror, but I know 
what you had to slither around and climb over to get where it is that you've gotten. So mm -hmm. I wanted to clearly talk to you in a nuanced way about sure. this entire discussion that didn't make it seem like I was beefing with your credentials or insulted by your existence, because we have decided with Argument Television, which took the acid that was sports radio and put lighter fluid all over it and created an environment that I believe is crueler to the athlete than it needs to be mm. and celebrates sports less than it should because when you have an argument between two people, somebody's got to take the other side. And very often things that I think should be triumphs end up being about who's to blame because we got to find someone to blame and it stops being about the celebration of sports. Skip Bayless, I believe, to be the avatar in our industry, the hood ornament for why athletes don't like the media. I think that he is the face of that and what has happened after that, because it gets ratings, because morning television feeds it, because the audience enjoys it. What happens after that, I believe, is the athlete becomes slightly less human when it becomes not about winning the games, but about winning an argument. Well, guess what? I'm, I, I get where you're coming from, Dan, but what I would make the argument, and I, and I don't really take offense, honestly speaking, to when you give that kind of description. What I take offense to is you acting as if it started with the Skip Bayless or it started with first take. I'm right. Dan Levitar was on Sports Reporters, and before you were on Sports Reporters, you saw others on Sports Reporters. What were they doing? PTI has been around for over 20 years. We've seen Mike Wilbon, who we both love dearly, okay, along with Tony Kornheiser. I mean, listen, they were elite columnists for the Washington Post that were never shy about expressing themselves, and they certainly didn't come across as doing that on television. You know, Jim Rome, he existed for years and what have you. And, and obviously you were writing columns, and before that you were a reporter. You were a reporter and a columnist for the Miami Herald for 26 years, for crying out loud. 1990 to 2016, if I remember correctly. I'm just saying this notion that all of a sudden Skip Bayless arrived or Stephen A. and Skip Bayless arrived on first take and look at what it spawned. I'm saying to myself, long before we came along, there was y'all and y'all expressed yourself. I mean, how did you give yourself a pass in all of that, Dan Levitard? Well, depending on your perspective, okay. you either made all of that better or you made it worse okay. because – Sports writers came up and I, like you, learned at the knee of some of these people. I came up doing it the way it was done, because if you were on sports reporters, that's how they were doing it. I was no one to come in and change the paradigm. And after many years of doing it that way, Stephen, and some of your criticism that I thought was invalid of me made it feel like you hadn't actually watched Highly Questionable. Because if I had one argument with Bomani Jones on that show, it would be too many. I don't remember any arguments. I decided at the beginning of that that that's not what I wanted to do with either my radio show, my podcast, or, uh, or the television show. Mm -hmm. But I had to learn it. I had to see it all around me on ESPN in order to, to, to say... I don't want to do that anymore, but it's fair criticism to call me out on the, the perception of hypocrisy when you're saying, well, you did it too, because I did. I fed at the trough that ate all newspaper sports department credibilities. ESPN bought all the watchdogs, put us on television, fed us a bunch of cotton candy, money, fame, and it distorted what was supposed to be journalism because now we've got too many professional wrestling elements in what it is that we're doing. So you heard the discussion uh, there. Here's what I think Dan is saying. And I could be wrong. This is just my interpretation. I feel like Dan Levitard is saying 
before sports was about having a conversation, but nowadays it's all about debating for the sake of debating. Give you guys an example of what I mean. If you think of ESPN first take, there have been segments when they've had various people on the show. JJ Reddick, for example, may say, I believe this. And he'll make a valid point. But for argument's sake, and because it's a debate show, Stephen A. Smith may say, I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong, but let me tell you why I feel differently. There must always be this disagreement that must take place. And because of that, things may seem contrived because we're predisposed to disagreeing with one another. And I believe he feels like this is toxic for sports media because he believes that the athletes ultimately become collateral damage because they're the ones being discussed. And if this is the way we're going to approach sports, it means that we will say any and everything about a particular athlete or a particular sporting event to ensure that we disagree, even if it's asinine and it's ass backwards. I think that's what he's saying. I'll give you guys another example. Most of us that watch, let's say the NBA, there's certain things that we can view and all agree that it makes sense. And there's certain things we can say, okay, wait a minute, you're reaching. I'll give you guys an example. There have been many times in the past where people, for example, listen to Nick Wright, believe that Nick Wright is trolling because there will be a clear position to take. Maybe Chris Broussard, maybe Wiles will take that position and then Nick Wright will come up with some obscure, obtuse counter argument just to, just to disagree. And sometimes it gets so bad that people accuse him of trolling and grifting. Where like, you don't really believe what you're saying, but you're just saying that just to be disagreeable. And that is a problem. I think the other thing that Dan Lebertard is worried about is the fact that sports media is turning into one big shouting match. To me, sports is something that elicits emotion from people. You're going to get into spirited debates when you're talking about sports, when you're comparing various athletes. It, it usually happens, right? Whether it's between your friends, whether it's between your, the, at the barbershop, whatever the case may be. You can be arguing Messi, Ronaldo, LeBron, Jordan, this guy, that guy is bound to happen. And I think that passion should be a part of the part, should be an element of sports discussion, sports dialogue. But I think once you now start crossing the boundary and getting into disrespect and name calling is when you lose people. I'm talking about flagrant disrespect. And I've seen that happen. We've all seen it. And Dan is saying that this is a byproduct of what Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith are doing. It's his view. It's his view. I'm not saying that he's 100% correct. I'm just trying to explain his position to you guys and also explain it to myself to make it make sense to me. In the case of Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith is just essentially saying, but bro, this is what we all do. This is what you've been doing. 
and he'll pull up clips of him having a disagreement with this person or this or this caller. And Dan is like, yes, maybe I've had these type of disagreements, but it's not the essence of what I do. And to be fair to Dan, there have been some segments on ESPN where it has gone way overboard. Whether if it's J.J. Reddick going to Stephen A. Smith or it's Kendrick Perkins and these guys, there have been some segments where they go way over. Same thing at Undisputed with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, where they've, where, they, where they've gone way beyond crossing the line and they keep going, where some of us were like, this is an uncomfortable moment to watch. Not hooligans are going to love it. Like, yo, man, I like to see when dudes is going. But at a certain point, people get turned off by it. Right. And I think that's what he's talking about. Will it change? I don't know. Because the sports media landscape is in, it seems to be in such flux right now. Things are changing so rapidly that I don't know what direction it's going to go into. I really don't. I don't know if the debate format is going out of style. But if you look at what's happening on Undisputed today, you can see that it's a lot more tempered. It's no longer this these outrageous shouting matches, banging on the table, insulting each other. Those days seem to be gone. And I think that maybe this is the shift uh, that's taking place that Dan Libertard is hoping for. I could be wrong, but that's just what I think. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.